It was called Entresol, Between Floors. That sounded really spooky. George flung out his arm, which meant whatever, and turned his back. I wanted the game to go on. Coming, I shouted, and I was about to leap down again when it happened. Taisez-vous, ce n'est pas la roue. The words jumped and snapped after each other. Shut up, this is not the street. And then, the M-word, which is the S-word in English, or the C-word. I don't know why, but I twisted my neck round. It was the first time I'd ever seen even a bit of Monsieur Renoir. And that bit didn't look too good. His head was stuck between the door and the frame. His eye was blazing right into me, and his finger was wagging out the door at me. He moved his lips. He started to open his mouth again. I pressed my body against the banister, and then I ran down. I slipped and landed on my butt. That hurt. I limped into the lift. George was already in, admiring himself in the mirror, trying all his poses. He lifted his sweater and T-shirt to look at his six-pack, just to remind himself how buff he was. He squashed his forehead right up to the glass to take a good look at his zits. Mum said that was not a good idea. The glass was dirty, and apparently Zitz loved dirty glass. Did you hear that? I asked him. I was rubbing my thigh. Yeah, bro, dude was loud and drunk. He couldn't even say the words properly. I was now his bro, and whenever he said it, he would beat his chest with his fist as if he was King Kong or Tarzan, King of the Jungle. George didn't count as an adult, but today was an exception. Even Mum would understand why I was in the lift. I was injured, and I was on the run from an ogre. I was never going to walk up those stairs again, ever. I would have to learn how to fly up to the fourth floor, or transform myself into vapour and seep under doors, and Mum was waiting for us on the landing. He said... You were making a lot of noise, she said. She had that look in her eyes that meant she was still far, far away and was really upset that she had to deal with us now. She was writing a book about vampires, but these were going to be thinking vampires, literary vampires, which meant thinking ones. They wouldn't have a thirst for blood. They would have a thirst for knowledge. George, seriously, Mum, you're not creating vampires, you're creating nerds. He used air quotes, which made Mum mad. And then he made her really mad. Nerd, like my bro here. He put his hand out for a fist bump, and I fell for it. Again. Just as my hand came to knock against his... His floated up into his fro and stayed there in the middle, trying to shape his curls into a mohawk. Owned, he said, sizzled and burned. Mum shook her head. I'm only joking, Mum, right, bro? I nodded. Sometimes I felt like helping him out, and I knew that he didn't really think I was a nerd. I could go up to 15 metres on the zip line, 
George wouldn't because he said he had to protect his feet, but I knew it was because he hated heights. There were kids in my grade who were macho in class, but who wet their pants when we went on the ten-metre line, and I was in the basketball team, even though I spent most of the time on the bench. In the kitchen, I took the repeller that Dad brought back from Azerbaijan for warding off the evil eye. I held the glass magnet as tightly as I could, even though Dad said it was just a superstition and nobody could really give you an evil eye. But I couldn't help thinking that Monsieur Renoir's blazing eye could easily shatter that protector to smithereens. There he was, standing behind the bench by the water fountain. He had a hat on, but when he was turning his head away, I saw that eye. That's how I knew it was him, and I got the chills just like...